Good morning and welcome to L&D Radio. My name is Ranji David. Today we have with us Francis Lamont um who started traveling, researching, writing, telling stories and also teaching Sanskrit. He has uh, traveled across the globe, uh, Europe, Arab world and India and uh, he takes inspiration from Rabindranath Tagore, Zen Buddhism, uh, Paulo Freire and uh, Augusto Boal. So uh, we have uh, Francis here with us. Hi, good morning Francis. Hey, good morning Ranji. Yes. So uh, uh such a wonderful uh, time to hear um, and speak to you. Uh so thank you so much for giving us your time and the opportunity to be here with us. Thank you that's entirely entirely mutual. So uh tell us about your uh, your journey i mean where where do i really uh, where do we really start uh, how did you encounter learning let's let's begin there ah well <laughs> my my journey is not an, an an easy one to start because i don't know where to start either how did i en- encounter learning um i was i i i i have always been a very curious uh, uh child i practicing curiosity and my curiosity always led me out of the the boundaries that were allowed to me uh, hence i was a very difficult child <laughs> there was no holding me back and uh, so that's where that, that's where, where where it started here yeah. and that's where my uh, my my curiosity also uh, engendered my curiosity for for the for the unknown i was always driven you know to get there where others didn't i must have been a terribly difficult child i'm so sorry for i i i i apologize to my parents on a daily basis that they are no longer there mm so uh so uh, you have an incredible experience of uh, teaching training facilitation uh how did this uh, your first uh, experience was with uh, a, a european space called um, i think uh, townsend uh torsen european ferries oh yes, but that was just an odd job you know <laughs> uh, basically uh, 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 i was raised in a, in a family uh, surrounded by uh, music musical arts you know? so i was raised with western classical music and uh, uh i yes so um, uh, i was i was raised in in a, in a surround music in a family uh, where classical music was uh, was the entire world so and i felt uh, maybe it wasn't so but i felt that i was like gently being prepared to become a, a cello player uh, to play the violoncello yeah and um and all of a sudden in in my later te- teenage years i uh, i i i i i became very re- rebellious <laughs> and uh, i thought that th- there must be there, there must be something else and and also so many musicians came to our house and i thought they were all rather uh, narrow minded for, for one reason or another uh, 
And um, there must be something else. So I um, I wanted to go to university and 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 study something proper. But then again, all my my school friends would um, would uh, study useful things like economy and law and medicine and and and, and that was of no no interest to me. I, I I I wanted to do something with meaning. So I decided to study Sanskrit. Mm, wow. What it was entirely incidental. It was it was an accident. I, I I had no clue. The only thing I know I knew about it was 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 the Hare Krishnas that you could see on the streets uh, singing Hare Krishna Hare Rama. That was the only thing I knew. Uh, and this this book they were venting all the time. I, I had several copies of it. And and this was <laughs> because and, they gave it for free. And this was in UK. No, this was in Belgium. Belgium, yeah. Right. This was in Belgium. Right. So I decided to do Sanskrit. So I went to university, and I uh, I, I was the only student. Yeah. And and those were very rebellious years. Well, it's my generation. You know, we were all in turmoil. The, the West. You know, it was the the the, the, the 1970s, the, the post post 1968 generation. Yeah. My, my my daughter calls me a boomer. Yeah, with a very negative load, like that. <laughs> my dad is a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> I belong to that generation. Yeah. So we were all a bit rebellious, and we were uh, we, we were like we, we imagined the world. Yeah, you know, imagined John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were of the of, of, of that load. So um, I ended up with a very old uh, professor who who was an extremely um, uh, devoted uh, student of classical Sanskrit, and uh, he was uh, specialized in in the poems of Kalidas. Wow! And so we read Kalidas on a daily basis. And w- w- while outside the university buildings, student protests were going on. A bit. I was in a university in Ghent, which is to Belgian standards with all due respect for for other institutions a bit like let's say a belgian version of gnu mm. yeah. like that kind of university where there's continuous rebellions and students protesting and yeah and students going on a strike and and and, and students uh, uh, chanting azadi azadi <laughs> things like that you know <laughs> um uh but my student said uh, uh, in Latin, uh, my, my professor said in Latin, nulla dies sine linea. There will be no day without at least one line. So um, I got this discipline from him in, 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 in daily work, in daily study, you know. And we, we read the entire uh, oeuvre of uh, Kalidas, and and weirdly enough, I, just when we started, we, we, we read Raghuvansha, which is not an easy text, and I dived immediately like that. And then later, later I um, uh, this professor left university, and um, I uh, came in touch with an, uh, another very charismatic uh, uh, kind of. Uh, almost 80-year-old professor. And uh, he he was specialized in Buddhist hybrid Sanskrit. 
which is a late version of Sanskrit, because the Buddhist texts were first written in other languages, yeah. mm. uh, like Pali and Arindamagali, yeah. you know, the other other languages, and and then later retranslated it to into Sanskrit in order to give them more status. So this this is late, like dialectical Sanskrit. Buddhist hybrid Sanskrit is the official name, and then uh, that brought me to Buddhism. And and so I went on from professor to professor. It, it was I, I, my 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 journey as a student was was not led by my own uh, uh, decisions. It was mostly led by accidental meetings with charismatic figures. Mm. Interesting. And. So, this whole idea and philosophy, and and the whole um, you know journey of traveling, take us through that. I, I I believe you started traveling after that extensively across India, Nepal, and so many different countries. Exactly. That 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 was again the the outcome of my 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 untamable uh, curiosity and my. Um, my latent dissatisfaction with uh, w- with the things that I was doing at, at, at that moment. You know. uh, but before I started traveling, there's another meeting that, that, that was uh, extremely important because those were also the years that uh, uh, the great Brazilian uh, uh, theater uh, teacher, uh, Augusto Boal, right. uh, was traveling the world with mm. workshops. Mm. And of course, those were the days before the internet. We were not uh, uh, told on on any social media that someone would come and, and it it didn't work like that. There was like a little note stuck on a wall somewhere. Augusto Boal will be in Brussels on this date, and of course, we only had to 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 read this. And, and students of my generation, Augusto Boal was like a hero of the the leftists freedom movements in, in South America. And we would rush to Brussels to meet him. Mm. And Augusto Boal was, of course, the teacher of uh, the theater of the oppressed. He, he, showed, he, he had developed models in which um, uh, uh, a free kind of improv, improv, for, for partly improvisational theater. Yeah. Uh, uh, could be put in a, in a public place yeah. and then could trigger uh, uh, discussions mm. and interactions and conversations with, uh, with the people Forum who happened to come by. And, you know, the constant thing there is the, the accidental thing. Yeah. Mm. So my, my, my academic career was the outcome of something accidental. And then with Augusto Boal, again, I learned about the importance of accidental meetings. Mm. And, and th- this, this already made me, made me, made me thinking of, of, of how, how, you, how useful or what is the meaning of, of, doing, of having an academic career and being buried in a university and having this pressure of writing papers on subjects that 
nobody is actually waiting for or interested in. We, we, we wrote subjects on on how, how often would uh, would the, the sound cluster ksha appear in a certain Rig Vedic text or something. Hmm. <laughs> who, who cares, you know? But that's what we made our doctorates on and our PhD degrees were based on that kind of papers, you know? So uh, after my encounter with uh, with uh, the, this professor, uh, his, his name was uh, was was Couvreur, and uh, 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 reading Buddhist Hebrew Sanskrit, and, and then we started reading Pali, and we also read some uh, read some uh, old Tukarian texts. And Tukarian was like a dialect that used to be spoken in in in, in uh, oasis towns in, in Western China where there right. were Buddhist communities. Right. And very interesting, uh, 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 always one-on-ones because I was the only student doing such a stupid thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so and, be- and, and, and after that, I, 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 felt, I, I, I felt that uh, this academic knowledge was nowhere near the, the 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 real thing that I needed to understand in order to be to be on top of this, you know. So so the, this academic layer was just a very thin layer, and and very very early in in in, in my uh, in my uh, career. Although later I rejoined university for a short while, uh, but very early I understood that. Um, Learning was more than study, and learning was more than um, than uh, let's say doing the paperwork. Mm. Le- le- learning was more than knowledge. Mm. Le- learning is not knowledge. Learning should be experience, mm. and I was driven by that, and I wanted experience, and this is how I ended up in India. Uh, so you learned Sanskrit, you learned something about the Indian philosophy and uh, all that, and finally you landed in India. So what you learned and what you began to experience in India was there a was there a, a disconnect? There was an extreme disconnect. It was it was it was unbelievable the disconnect <laughs> between those two. What yeah. was what what I was the see. what was the disconnect that you began to slowly encounter and see? Well, it was not slowly. It was very disruptive. <laughs> it was Im- honestly, it was immediately because the the only India I knew was the India of these Sanskrit texts and of these Pali texts, you know. And 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 and, and this was the only India I knew. And my first professor, who in the meantime has passed away, the, the one who, who whom I read Kalidasa with. He had had never even been to India. Wow. And he had no interest in going to India. But each time I asked him about India, he, he told me, my India is the India of Kalidasa, and this India does not exist. So he made it very clear to me. <laughs> but for him that was enough, but not for me. So when the, when I landed in India for the, for, for the first time, you know, it was amazing. I had imagined like this paradisiacal, uh, <laughs> exotic, 
uh, <laughs> country where with with you know yeah. Also, the internet did not exist, so we couldn't see any any any. Now you would watch some YouTube films, and you would you would you you, you would get a little bit closer to reality. Yeah. But then it was merely books, and even illustrated the, the publishing of illustrated books was very very expensive in those days. Go to uh, shops like Banarsidas, uh, Motilal in 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 Vanarasi, and 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 look at these old Indian books. There, there were hardly any books with photos. The, the photos were too expensive. So there is just you, know, you didn't have an image. The only image was the image that you could make in your head based on 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 your knowledge, which is interesting enough, but it's not an experience. So I landed in India, and in the meantime, I I, I read Hindi. I I I, I could easily re- read Hindi novels. So I I I, I read Prem Chant, and I read I, I read uh, Yashpal, and, and I read the poetry of 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 Ashk, and I read the poetry of Nirala and and, and the Chayavadin po- uh, poets. And then I landed in India, and I didn't understand a single word of Hindi spoken to me. And and what year was this? That was uh, well. That was after the, I, I, I graduated uh, in, in 1978, so you can imagine. Mm. And, and why is it that you did but, not understand what has been spoken? What, because was there a difference in the way it was? Because spoken? The, because I had been learning Hindi from non-Hindi speakers who had never been to India. Mm. I had been learning Hindi mostly on my own, based on my knowledge of Sanskrit. My Hindi was purely a linguistical construct. Hmm. And I had used Hindi as one would use computer code. Right. For me, actually, I often compare this. Nowadays, I work a lot with IT people. And, 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 and they, they, they often ask me, did you ever code yourself, Francis? Yeah. And then I tell them, I, I, I have coded a lot in my life. I have coded in Sanskrit and I have coded in... in my, my code language was Devanagari. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, but, but the, the, you know, the, 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 the idea mm-hmm. that in order to learn, you just need code. Yeah. Is, is, oh, very soon it came to me that this idea could not be true. You cannot learn, really learn, based on code. And actually, a a book or a manual is is just a coded version of reality. Hmm. It's a coded version. So you almost spent 15 odd years in in, in pursuing a very intimate relationship with Asian cultures. From India, you went to Nepal, Bangladesh, Pakistan, China, Tibet, Sri Lanka, you know. Uh, these places. Exactly. So yeah. one led to the the other. Uh, you know what what was um, what was the whole idea of uh, going from different countries and experiencing different things, yeah. and and what did you do yeah. exactly in those countries? Well, the the the, the, the first thing that drove me was um, was uh, uh, you know the, 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 when I when I arrived in India there was first this 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 disruption this this. This divide between what I had been preparing for and, and and the reality I came I came to see, 
but but at the same time there was a feeling of homecoming for me this is very weird you know this is very it's a very personal story i'm i'm, I'm sharing with you yeah uh, i uh, i i always uh, uh, think that i i don't know in, in previous existences i must have been <laughs> i i must have been a south asian i had this feeling of homecoming but then again <laughs> my 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 uh, my uh, teacher buddhist hebrew sanskrit he, he he had this this very uh, witty line when i asked him we, of course we read we 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 read about the circle of life and and uh, uh, the concept of uh, having ma- many existences and, and and then i asked him but professor uh, uh, for you, you know, do, do you now really you as a, as an individual yeah, what do you make of this uh, this uh, circle this this re- re-existing and uh, reincarnations what do you make of this and then he said uh, uh, <coughs> oh my dear francis he said uh, in my previous life I used to believe in rebirth, but in this life, I stopped believing so. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but there was this feeling of homecoming, you know. And so I, um, I wanted to acquaintance myself with my home, basically. Yeah. So I started uh, uh, traveling, and uh, I, I always had this. Um, this uh, 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 th- there were two things that that, that uh, drove me. I I had to earn a living, so um, I I reported for the Belgian radio, mm. and w- once every week I um, I would call and make an, an international call to the Belgian radio station, and we would have a ten minute. I had a ten minute time box mm-hmm. to tell stories about my adventures in faraway Asia. Mm. Yeah. So I gathered stories during during the week. That was that was part of my project. Yeah. And then I had at the same time another project that I had been reading all these uh, Buddhist texts. I had been reading the entire um, uh, Theravada uh, Tipitaka, the, the Buddhist canon. Yeah. And um, uh, I was interested in the, in, in the historical Buddha as a human being as a person and i wanted to retrace the footsteps of the historical buddha on 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 the very places where it all had happened mm. and interestingly when you read the buddhist canon uh, uh, with every discourse of the buddha you will have uh, these texts are, are actually rather like scientifically made they have headers and footers and these headers and these footers embracing the, the discourse proper uh, contain information about where the Buddha said this and who was with him and where he came from when this happened and where he was going to where this happened. And if you puzzle all this together, you, so, you can sort of reconstruct the entire life journey of the historical Buddha. And I wanted to do that, and I wanted to do that walking, like like the Buddha did. Mm. So I undertook this walking journey, and and I uh, I started loving wa- walking like pedal yatra, you know? 
<laughs> and I, I started loving walking in, in a country so much that I, I, I'm still inclined to do this, you know. If, if you take means of transport, you, you are like magically whizzed from one place to another. Right. And you tend to be, you, you can, you tend to get acquainted with, uh, uh, well, nowadays it's airports and, and then highways and then, and, and, and then city and then boom, boom, boom. And, and, and the, 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 they're all different spots, you know. And uh, I'm more more of a connector. I, I I want to see what what connects this, and I want to experience the fact that all these different spots on the map are not different spots, but there is actually a flow. Mm. Like you, you are in Bangalore, you, you walk from from Bangalore to Kurg, yeah, to Gurgu, yeah, and and. You, you could of course take 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 a vehicle with the driver and just drive <laughs> but if you would walk it you would see that Kurg is not a strange place for for a, for a Bangalore <laughs> it's it's just an extension it's it, it's it's all connected and and people's habits and customs change gradually yeah we always think there are sharp divides. We create divides, hmm. like at Waga border. <laughs> we create divides, and and we play games on these divides. You know, like Waga border is is like a piece of of, of slapstick theatre, hmm. where we celebrate the 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 idiocy of the human urge to create divides, but just walk hmm. from Amritsar to Lahore and there is no divide. Have you done that? In those days you could. Hmm. I have done that. So I, I have, well, one, once I got arrested oh. on a border, but not there. I got arrested on the, on the Indo-Nepali border. I got arrested by an Indian uh, uh, police officer in a small village who told me that I had illegally uh, crossed from uh, Nepal into India. And, and I, I asked him, where's the line? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but he said, you have crossed. You know? And he pointed his, his gun at me and he, he stuck his, his gun in between my shoulder blades. You know. I, I, I have this gore, this gura in my hands, you know, like, this gura will give me a lot of money. <laughs> and he pushed me towards like a, a small shed uh, in the middle of the, in the middle of the mustard fields. <laughs> and he, he, he locked me up. Whoa. And he, yeah, he locked me up. And he said, look, you're going to have to pay me like uh, uh, 10,000 rupees. And then I will release you. Then I will pretend not to have seen that you have crossed the board. 10,000 rupees, I want. But in those days, those were the days that egg uh, uh, chai uh, was to be gotten for, for like less than a rupee. <laughs> I remember when, when the price for egg chai became one rupee, and that was very expensive. Everybody was complaining. So 10,000 rupees was 10,000 cups of chai. Mm. <laughs> it was an enormous lot of money that he asked for me. 
being yeah. a gora, he, he, he just used the, it's a sort of inverted form of colonialism. <laughs> and, um, and, um, okay, I said, I'll, I'll wait, you know, I, I, I will not pay you. Yeah, I'll see what happens. <laughs> and he fed me. <laughs> he, he, he brought he brought me a tally with rice every day. Yeah, <laughs> and every day he asked, "And are you going to pay?" And said, "No." <laughs> yeah, and and um, um, the thing is, I, I of course I didn't carry ten thousand rupees on me. Of course I didn't. Yeah, what I had on me was dollars. I had loads of dollars on me because I, I traveled for a long time. And th this was before the days of plastic. You know, you could pay with plastic card those, those days. You, you, you needed cash. So I had loads of, of, uh, of, of dollars on me. Yeah. And w one day I showed him my dollars. Yeah. And, but he didn't want dollars. He had never seen dollars. They were of no use to him. So, so he, he didn't want dollars and he wanted only rupees. No. Yeah, they were of no use. To, dollars were of no use to him. <laughs> he couldn't spend them. He couldn't. Yeah. So in the end, I, I, we were stuck. You know, I didn't have rupees. I, I couldn't give him rupees, and then, and then at in the end, he let me go. Wow! And how, for how many days were you held captive? Like for like for four days, five nights. Wow. So you know that that it was almost like I think you were almost <laughs> held captive. So. You know, you're here yeah. in India and, you know, you've learned, studied so much about um, the culture, the language and you're held captive. What was running in your mind? This was part of the learning. In in the four days. It was, well, the event in itself and the time, you know, the time, this is something that I learned that I still use in my workshops, you know. Um, it has become a, a, a classic concept of learning for me, uh, um, not being captured, but um, the uh, the application of a certain constraint can have an extreme liberating, extremely liberating effect. Mm. And 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 this this idea is is. Uh, uh, is, is, is not just mine. It is, it is very well known, like, like by the guys like Lipmanovitz and McCandles. They have uh, written this book and they, they maintain this website. It's called Liberating Structures. And it has facilitation structures. Where you facilitate people and you create meaningful conversations between these people by adding certain constraints, certain patterns. Yeah. And this idea is not new. Uh, even Tagore did this. I, the, the, as you said in your introduction, I, I've, I've always been extremely uh, inspired by uh, mm. um, by uh, Rabindra Nath Tagore. Yeah. And uh, I have been perusing everything uh, he, he has written. And sadly, so Tagore has never written a book on my view on education. So you have to, to puzzle things together. He has a, a short paper there, a letter here, you know, uh, a small brochure on uh, uh, the foundation of Shantiniketa, 
a, a small paper on the foundation of Fischer Bharati University. Um, and then, of course, his uh, philosophical masterpiece, The Religion of Man, which I think is like, which for me is, apart from certain texts from the Buddhist uh, Sutta Nipata or something, I would say that The Religion of Man by Tabori is, is like the standard book of my life. Because there he describes, he describes this exper experiential process that we discussed before, that you cannot just learn based on knowledge and code. You need, you, you need to go, you, 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 you need to have the experience itself. Yeah? Um, he, 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 he relates exactly this, um, uh, I, I cannot quote the exact words, but I will sort of paraphrase this. In, in the religion of man, he writes about this. He, he, he says, "Look, uh, we were we were in in, in, in a class and and we were uh, uh, learning about uh, um, uh, physics and, and and biology and it was science class, yeah. and we were learning about about uh, the circle of uh, of uh, water, you know, and." and uh, water evaporates, and then there's clouds, and then the clouds move, and then the clouds come into pressure fields, and the clouds the clouds contract, and then the pressure in the cloud becomes higher, and then and then raindrops start falling, and then and and and, and the raindrops fall on the land, and the, and the water flows to the sea and evaporates, and and we were learning all this in in, in yeah, and in the meantime, he says I was staring through the window. And in front of the window, there there, there was um, there was an Ashok tree, yeah. and it's and, and it started raining, and I saw the raindrops fall on the leaves of this tree, and I saw how, how the drops danced from leaf to leaf to leaf to leaf down cascade. And I decided that I needed to be out in the rain. I ran out of the class and I was out in the rain. And that's where I understood everything about the rain. It's, it's like a parable, you know, but it, 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 maybe it didn't even happen, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a nice story. Yeah, it it, it, it it balances itself, and Tagore was not like uh, uh, other uh, 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 like other people who would completely deny the value of knowledge. Neither am I. I'm not denying the value of learning knowledge, but but uh, Tagore really saw that this this. The, the, the thin layer of knowledge is just a foundation and the real learning happens in the experience on top of this. You know, right. The experience in the field. And, and this is what Augusto Boal uh, did as well with creating experiences for people hmm. yeah, from which to learn. And for Boal, this idea came from Paulo Freire, the big Brazilian educationalist who has written this book, the the, the pedagogy of the oppressed, yeah. 
in which he, he, he wrote that as long as, the, as long as I am a teacher, look, Raji, suppose that I'm your teacher, yeah? and as long as I am the one deciding what it is that you need to know, and I am teaching you only this, what you need to know, and you study very hard to pass the exams because I will also be the one evaluating you. Well, as long as this situation exists, we are actually in a situation of power. I am just using my power over you. And you will only ever learn what is already known by mankind. And I decide which slice of this you will learn. So this cannot be a useful model of education. This is just a, a, a model of education based on oppression. Mm. So what we need to do is, is we, we, we need, we, we, we need to, 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 to take this power relationship out of the equation. And we need, we need to share knowledge. Yeah. I have certain knowledge about uh, the physics of uh, rain and weather systems. In, in this case, let's say, I have a certain knowledge about <laughs> the, the Megaduta, the cloud messenger of uh, Kalidas. Yeah? And I could explain you the grammar and I could show you which root is where and which word is where and, 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 and okay. And then, and then uh, you know the story about Megadut? Megadut is where, where uh, Kalidas uh, um, describes this uh, affair of two Apsaras. And 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 uh, they are lovers, and they are far away. And and one of these gives the message to the clouds, and, and tell this tells this cloud, if you travel hither, while you travel, take that message of me with you, and drop it as rain on my beloved. And Kalidas describes the entire journey of this cloud. Now, weirdly enough, you can read this and I can teach you the grammar, etc. Et but then you, you will just have learned what, what I already knew. So there's nothing new here. We have not um, uh, given a present to the common knowledge of society, of humanity. We have, we have not made the world a better place. Uh, I have just passed on what was already known. But then suppose that you say, oh, this is interesting. Let, let, me, let me go out and let me see if the landscape that Kalidas describes would be actually the route that this cloud is going. And you would walk all over India <laughs> following Kalidas's cloud. You could do that because Kalidas says, and then you will come to the river so-and-so and you will see this, and then you will come to the town so-and-so and you will see this. And you could walk that travel. And, 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 and you could experience this. And you could even carry a letter. Mm. Or you could study cloud uh, the cloud messenger, Megadut, while you do that walk instead of in a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> You could you could read and rehearse uh, uh, Mikadut during that walk, and you could sing 
Megado during that walk. And, and, and during that walk, you would come into villages and you would sit in villages and you would meet villages and you would tell, tell them about this. And they would say, they would tell you how important it is that a rain cloud passes by. And they would tell you how painful it would be for them to see for days on end, the dark skies at the other side and knowing that there, there's a plenty of rain, but their village is just kept dry for this year. And they would tell you all these stories and you could exchange with them that your story and, and you could tell them about Kalidas and you did. Imagine what you could learn. Yeah. The things that I, your Sanskrit teacher, yeah, would not have known. And then you could go back to me and then you could teach me. Mm. And, and and we could and we could we could put together our knowledges, you know, and we could bring in the, one of these villages from that village that you have seen that hadn't seen a cloud for many years, and we could we could sort of organize a play with each other, and, and we could do role play, and I could try to be to be a vill uh, uh, the villager, and 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 then you could try to be. Uh, uh, the Sanskrit professor and I could, and, and the, the, the villager could imagine to be the traveler. And, and, and we, 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 the sum of what we would learn would be so much, would, would be of so much more value than if I would keep you in my class just reading Sanskrit. Absolutely, absolutely. So the, uh, you know, you, you, in those 15 uh, odd years, uh, you were not only a Sanskrit teacher, but a journalist, a translator, uh, nature expedition leader, trekking guide, uh, you know, and you even ran a jazz music record store. Yeah, I even did that. Yeah. I, did, I, did, I did the most odd uh, kinds of uh, jobs to, to earn a living. Because I, uh, of, obviously, uh, when I decided as a, as a, as a teenager to study Sanskrit, I, I did not choose the, the, the path that would bring me to material wealth. Even today, I, 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 I meet so many people where, uh, and I tell, when they ask me, what, what, what is it that you do and what, what have you done in your life? They look at me like with this sad face, like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, obvious. It's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't spend my time in gathering material. Wealth. Right. So I had to find ways, you know. So I had to experience uh, a, a, a whole string of very short kind of uh, professions, yeah. hmm. anything that just came my way. And and then after that you you uh, you joined uh, a foundation the Iqbal Foundation in Europe and did uh, Islamic studies uh, you know if you could just share a few words yes, how yes, did that yeah. happen before actually yeah, for, becoming a, a a facilitator and a design experience uh, a facilitator but you know uh, yeah. share something about yeah that. exactly yeah so the, 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 there's of course even if, if even if you're not after material wealth you have to earn your living you know so at a certain moment um uh, uh, i i have always i told you i told told you earlier i have always uh, had an interest in in, in in anything that came by in life so when when computers started appearing in the world i thought 
they were very interesting things. And I, I have always been an early adapter of these things. Yeah. And now I'm a bit. Now I'm an old man, and uh, I mourn the loss of this early adaptership. Now I need other people to explain to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Now I need my daughter to explain to me what uh, what uh, Snapchat is, <laughs> and to help me out. <laughs> but okay, I, I mourn maybe the loss of this. But I have always been an early adapter. So w- with computers, the same. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, in, uh, the, uh, the early computers were not able to uh, to do word processing in other than Roman characters, yeah. mm. or, or, or or in code. Yeah. So uh, 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 th- there was this uh, uh, professor that I knew um, who uh, who worked in Leuven University, yeah. and um, and. Uh, he, he was trying to do, he was trying to to create this yeah but struggling yeah, struggling and in the meantime i i was writing and i was writing uh, 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 on on buddhist uh, philosophy and nagarjuna etc and i wanted in in my writing to quote texts in in devanagari and and I couldn't type. Nobody could type Devanagari. So I started coding and, and trying to type Devanagari. Yeah. So I I, I I devised ways to 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 get Devanagari on on, on the screen. You know. yeah. And and then when I met this professor in Leuven and he heard what I was doing, he he, he hired me as a as a research assistant. And I started working with him. At, at, so I re-entered academics, and I started working with him. And we we actually devised a system a, 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 a system in 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 Perl. Yeah, it was uh, uh, the system that we used in those days. Uh, uh, working on a Unix operating system, we, we wrote in Perl. Yeah, and I I devised codes for, for to type the Vanagari. Uh, in such a way that it would be word processable, just like we do word processing in words with Roman characters. And then we, uh, and then I spent a few years typing um, uh, medieval mystic bhakti poetry in Hindi dialects, Braj and other languages, uh, into the computer. I typed, so we, I, we had all these manuscripts, and I just typed the manuscripts in the computer, yeah, so that uh, he and his team could then do word processing on these texts. Yeah. And this uh, evolved into like an encyclo- encyclopedic uh, dictionary of medieval Hindi dialects. Yeah. So I uh, had a small uh, role in the in in the, the, the coming about of that uh, book, and while I, I, I was at university, like uh, I, I, I again, I uh, I was attributed with uh, or I was consigned with the usual tasks. You you do scientific that was called scientific research. My 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 typing texts that was very interesting because while typing them, I read them. So now I know all these texts. So it was very interesting. Ooh, the bread, such such a body of medieval bhakti poetry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I. 
<laughs> so I'm still glad that this uh, that this passed my way. Mm. And uh, but then of course you're consigned all all the other time. You have to teach again. Yeah. So I took up teaching again in those days, and I I, I started teaching Sanskrit again. And again, I was confronted with the fact that teaching Sanskrit needed to uh, needed to be different. Yeah? And teaching anything needed to be different. So I, I and I got again really ignited to in by an interest in 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 non-conformist uh, non non-conformist ways of education. And then later, when the project of uh, when this project stopped, um, uh, another project just fell into my lap. It's it's a series. My life is a series of accidents, and I like it. You know. The, I, people always ask me, ask these days, well, what is your purpose in life? I don't, my purpose in life is, is, is to live and then die. You know, that, that's what we do. <laughs> so, so uh, and, and the rest is accidental. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I was hired by the, by, by the Iqbal Society hmm. in, in, in Lahore. <laughs> and the Iqbal Society in Lahore was funding uh, the university uh, in Leuven, where I was. In order to uh, make like an encyclopedic bibliography of anything that had been published on Muhammad Iqbal in any language apart from the Indic languages. So this was the early days of computers. Huh? So I assembled anything I could find that was published on Iqbal in any language and I uh, diagonally read. All these articles and books, and 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 I made abstracts, and I and we had a very basic computer program to do this, and this also got turned into a book. So th this was my <laughs> few years in uh, spent at the university on the way, and then back to uh, to pure training and workshops and, and yeah. So that's going to be my next set of questions about your whole transition from all these experiences back into training. I, I I ended up, you know, doing social. I, I I ended up being involved with social work and with children. You know, I worked a lot with children in Bihar, mm -hmm. in in in, mm -hmm. in faraway villages, children who would never go to school, never. Mm -hmm. Their parents would never allow them to to go to school because the children have to work in the fields, you know, and their income cannot be missed. So I came there and. And we, 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 with the villagers, we developed ways of learning while the children worked on the rice fields and in the mustard fields. And, and, and it was like working, uh, it was like workplace learning. Mm -hmm. in, the world, in, in the world of L&D, you would call this workplace learning. And these kids, yeah, uh, were we devised songs and 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 and, and rhymes and plays and games and we we we, we, we did a lot of uh, pretending. They called it pretension games, yeah. <laughs> but actually, pre what they call pretension games is 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 actually it's like social drama. Yeah. <laughs> we we played we played out scenarios. Yeah. Right. And we could play out scenarios while we continued working. Hmm. That was very interesting. So, and so I, I, go on, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you, you moved from, uh, you know, uh, the Leuven University and then slowly moved into the, uh, to Mobistar. 
uh, and now it's a like a corporate setting right and you're a facilitator and designer uh, share something about that uh, the transition of carrying all those experiences into um, the corporate space uh, into learning and facilitating and designing experiences yeah that 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 is interesting again i ended up in in the corporate world accidentally yeah and i discovered that in the corporate world le- learning uh, happened even even worse than it happened anywhere else yeah mm-hmm. so i took it upon me to 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 rebuild the experiences that i had created with these village kids in india and with kids in the slums and then and, and this non non conformist ways of education that i could do in in social in the social sphere yeah i wanted to experiment how far i could go with this in a corporate uh, environment yeah so and i i just tumbled into into a corporate environment again by accident you know and um uh, my 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 entry into corporate environments coincided with the big change that happened in india when the indian economy opened up and india started um, sending out uh, blue collar workers to the middle east mm. first yeah first there were blue collar workers and then later this turned into the it exodus yeah, yeah. this is what happened first and then some some people that i knew um uh, con- contacted me and said uh, francis you are so used to working with these indian kids you know? well we are here on an oil platform and and, and we have this uh, this cohort of un- unschooled indian young boys that were recruited by what nowadays would be called human traffickers huh? mm-hmm. this is what happened then huh? there were companies and they they i've seen this huh? they they drove their truck into a village and through the megaphone they said to anyone who wants to get rich in like 5 years jump on the truck and we'll help you so all these boys ran on the truck jumped on the truck and they were taken all the way to kolkata and they were miraculously given uh, uh, the necessary paperwork to to be put on a on a ship and they were shipped all the way to the arab world where they ended up as blue collar workers nowadays we've been called trafficking yeah of course now all this is much better regulated but uh, uh, so i was uh, i was asked to 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 help out because they the, these these boys they, of course they needed to to be trained yeah, in 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 processes and health uh, security procedures and safety at the workplace and they need to be trained no and nobody could talk to them yeah. and and they they were very soon they were considered an uneducational uneducational and an uneducationable so i just uh, i just did what i always did so and so I, you I, came across I, I, these... I discovered that I could do what I did with 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 elder people older people as well so you came so across I'm these boys there. these 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 people who were uh, transported illegally and then you came across them and t- you and you actually trained them yeah. Mm. yeah 
Well, I train them, you know, very, very, very early on, you know, I, I, I realized that it would, it would be better to, to train them how to train, you know. Oh. I, I, you know, I still do, I still do this. I have, I have now this, 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 I have this workshop and it's called gentle cooperative facilitation. This means that we are a group of people and we are together and we will behave gently. We, are, we, we do nothing brusquely. Yeah. Nothing is done like yeah. everything happens. It's a gentle process. And through that gentle process, in the course of this, this workshop lasts two days, in the course of these two days, we all become co-facilitators of the process. So it's not, I am not the facilitator of this thing. I, I, the first half hour, I, I am maybe the facilitator. But it's a gentle flow towards co-facilitating. So it's, the, the, this is like now the, the, the lifeline of the things I do. It's, it's cooperative education. It's cooperative learning. It, it's not a teacher and students. It's not a parent and kids. It, it's the, I, take, I, I try to, in a gentle process, take away all these hierarchies and change this into a community, a group of people who happen to be together and have this kind of dynamics that they are the best possible learners. And together, they would learn much more than anyone on their own could ever learn on their own. So the, 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 the red line is always, where can we find value in the group? How can we give value to the fact that we are here together? And if there is no value in our being together, mutual value and value for group for the greater good if this value is not there then there is no reason to be together mm. but this should be a gentle process so this is why i call this workshop gentle cooperative facilitation so uh, th th this is just half an answer to 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 what uh, to what you uh, uh so, My, but but I, I I don't I don't I do not want to be the teacher. I do not want to be the, the facilitator. I I, I I I want to 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 give groups the, the the opportunity to discover that as a group they can facilitate one another into a, a culture of belonging in the first place. Because without belonging to that group, there's nothing can be done. So a culture of belonging, or, or let's say not a culture, let's say a texture, a, a tapestry of belonging. And then on that, woven into that tapestry will be the golden lines of learning. Hmm. So, you know, having gone through experiences of such variety and nature in, 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 in your life, which is such a rich experience, um, 
what is it that you do right now what kind of uh, training programs do you run right now what kind of uh, organization are you part of uh, what are you called right now well um uh i'm an old man now <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um uh, and since the pandemic uh i'm confined to working online like everybody else we work mostly online i uh, 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 uh certain things are driving me first of all i want um i am driven by the the, the quest to create um uh, a learning culture uh online life learning culture online without um the usual moaning and whining that oh my god we have to be online <laughs> <laughs> you see i um I I I I try to 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 turn learning online into a feast. And this can be done not by trying to recreate what we did in an in-person context now online. If we try to recreate this, it 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 will it will always be wrong. It will always be second choice. It's it's like like reading a, a trans a, a novel in translation suppose that i would be, yeah, i i can i can give you i don't know if you read sanskrit uh, ranchi but i could give you an english translation of megadoot by kalidas and okay you can read this but it's second best it's not the same <laughs> the, and and you will always say oh it, or it, maybe maybe you won't realize but i will always think Oh, if only Ranji would uh, would would have read Sanskrit, he would have understood the the sheer beauty of this that is missing on now. You know, or take a simple a simple song from Rabindra Sangeet, a sing, simple Bengali song. I, you you can buy a book and have all these lyrics in English, but. So have you? Uh, can, you can, can you imagine that you would sing "Ye Ye Daulat Bilelo" in in English? It's always second best. So we sh we should avoid this. So what we need to do with with, with working online is we, we we need to look at the things we have. This is our new space. This is the space that we have, and this space has features waiting to be used and waiting to be. Uh, to be discovered as uniquely suitable for for a new way of learning yeah. and i love that so much yeah. like now i can I, i do the most unexpected things online people would think that i i cannot do theater online well i do workshops theater online you know the, <laughs> why would it not not as a second best choice eh? but really really uh, sourcing from what being online offers us yeah in fact uh... you know just imagine that we, we would be four uh, four people imagine four people in four rectangular squares on the screen on a zoom screen and imagine how these four people could could 
play with one another from their windows. You know? It 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 immediately I get I have visions of Amal in 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 Dakar, you know, in the post office. Amal behind his window, looking at the outside, and immediately I can I I I see I see opportunities of of doing things online that could never be done in situ, in person. So I'm 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 intrigued by this mostly now. And um, I, I am returning to to, to, to to social work. You know, I have left a, a little bit the 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 uh, the, uh, the corporate sphere. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm and late for uh, of late, I have been devoting most of my efforts uh, for uh, for social pro pro projects. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 back in in, in the in, in that sphere. Yeah. So. Uh, there's uh, there's plenty of needs, you know, social needs, and and I think for me it's time. You know, I'm I'm. This is this this is my. Uh, this is uh, this is I'm not in Sanyasin yet. But <laughs> let's say this is this is Vanaprastha for me. So it's time to 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 take leave of uh, of uh, of the world in a certain way, and and go back to what is really really meaningful. Yeah, and really, really meaningful is working with the underprivileged, marginalized communities, with uh, the disenfranchised. Yeah, uh, that is really, really uh, important and 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 meaningful. And um, I, I was so happy last year that uh, you know, you know, one of my friends is Kirit Kurana. Uh, for, for, Filmmaker that you might be acquainted with, um, and I was so so uh, I felt so blessed last year. He had made this new film, the uh, uh, Invisible Visible, and um, uh, this film is about uh, the 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 begging and homelessness homelessness in India, and and how begging is actually illegal. Actually, begging is illegal, and uh, you, you you can be arrested for begging. But you you live in India, right? You know. Yeah. Well, you uh, you know many many people that I meet in India don't even know because we all of us we are trained to see in our environment those things that we want we want to see. Hmm. We are trained to see those things that we want to see. I, I, I live in the Green Corridor in Singapore. I want to see uh, uh, tropical birds in the trees here in front of my window. I want to see them, that, and that's why I see them. But many people in this block where I live, they say, birds? Are there birds here? Oh, well, they've seen birds. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do not want to see this uh, social need. If you do not want to see the plight of homeless beggars in India, then probably you don't see it. Mm. But uh, and I was so blessed when Kirit uh, uh, sent me um, uh, an early version of uh, this film uh, of his, and um, and uh, uh, the invisible visible. 
and I had the chance to to have like a preview of the, the pre-final uh, <laughs> and and I will never forget the day I was watching this film because I haven't been in India for a while since COVID and uh, so I miss India a lot I have to say that you know, I, I miss I miss, oh, I miss India so much yeah. uh, I, I miss uh, everything about it you know even even the misery <laughs> and even uh, yeah. what I don't, what, what I don't, what I don't miss is is is, uh, is what happens politically mm. that, that I don't know. But any, but anyway, I, I, I miss India. And and then I uh, Kirit uh, Kurana sent me uh, so as a preview of this film. The film has now appeared. It's it's a, it's a life changer. It's it's amazing. Uh, Raw. This is meaningful work. This is this is what is meaningful. It, 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 for someone in 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 Vanaprastha. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. I, I will not change the world anymore. But 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 the creation of awareness for this and, and doing my bit, you know, uh, without any financial compensation or anything, I'm beyond that. You know. But I keep teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up, ask my daughter. <laughs> I keep, I keep, I keep teaching, and then and 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 then it keeps it keeps happening, you know. And 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 and, and I I I am always wherever I I go and wherever whatever I do, I'm seeing possibilities of oh this I'm gonna use in a workshop, and so I offer workshops online, and uh, I do a lot of art based learning, very simple things. Like, um, to give you an example, yes, I came across um, uh, a, 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 a lovely uh, uh, Chinese uh, book written by an octogenarian, yeah, a very old man. And um, uh, uh, he, um, uh, in his old age, uh, his his wife passed away, yeah. and they had been together for so long. And um, uh, he, he 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 was completely broken, you know, since she passed away. And he 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 so much wanted to hold on to the memory of her, yeah, and um, and. He decided to st to start draw drawing, and he had never drawn before in his life, never. And yet, but everybody can draw. I don't have to tell you this. Everybody can draw. If you want to draw, you will draw. Yeah. <laughs> I use a lot of art brut, you know, outsider art, yeah? where where this is like the baseline. Everybody can express themselves through. I'll give you a set of acrylic paints and, and you, 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 
everybody can draw. I draw all the time. My 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 fingers are always full of paint, and my clothes, to the horror of my wife, was <laughs> always paint stained everywhere. So what what, what he did, he started drawing, and he draws scenes of his life with with his late wife, yeah, from when they fell in love, and they courted, and they were poor. And they, the first thing they had was two rice balls. And you see a beautiful drawing of these two rice balls fit snugly into each other. Yeah. And, 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 then, and, and then she becomes sick. And, and he draws her hospital bed. And he draws how she walks outside uh, to take an air and to take a little bit of fresh air and all these sorts. And, and this is, a, it's such a beautiful collection. And it's so utterly beautiful. So what, what I do is I put this book on my table and I put a, a, an overhead camera on it and I invite people uh, to a workshop and randomly I, attrib I attribute drawings to participants in the workshop. And we do, we do, we do role plays. And we, first we say, oh, I am in that picture. Look there, that's I, that's me. Uh, and you see what I'm doing? I'm doing this and this and this and this. And people start, told, start telling stories about their own lives. Triggered by this so heartbreakingly beautiful, uh, simple, um, non-drawer drawings. Yeah? It's like the, 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 the ideas actually originally Augusto Boalza, who, who, who wrote this classic like uh, uh, games for actors and non-actors. Yeah, I have the book. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Or think, think of what uh, Safdar Hashmi did with Janam mm. before he got killed. Yeah. You know? he, 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 he just started performing on the street. And before you, you, you knew it, the, 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 the bystanders would become also actors. They're non-acting actors. And in the end, everybody's an actor. I loved what Sabda Hashmi did. Sabda Hashmi, I miss every day. Um, so I do it now, with, I do this with me. And online work is uniquely ideal for this. Huh? Because you can, I put the book down and a camera on top of it and people see me physically uh, turn the pages and then I ask when you have told your story I ask them to give me a number between one and five and people do not know what will be coming and then you, you say three and then I turn three pages three pages and the next one says oh this is my picture I'm there you, mean, you don't have time to think you don't have time to prepare I'm there because of this and this and this and this and this and people share their own stories. And we discover gradually that these stories are just the stories of humanity. Mm. And then we have a break. And then I do a second round. And in the second round, um, uh, the, the idea is no longer I'm in that picture. But the idea is just today or yesterday evening, maybe, I drew that picture. <laughs> and I call that the round of stolen art. Mm. And then we tell one another why why we personally drew that picture. 
look this picture there of this wife this wife and uh, sitting at the kitchen table and her husband sitting next to her crying you know i made that that picture this morning because yesterday and and again i'm telling you tell you a story so this is the storytelling and then a third round yeah, if 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 uh, uh, the time permits this in a third round i would enter dialogues and before you know it we would all be doing theater mm. and we would actually be rehearsing the game of humanity so that's that's the kind of things i like sure so uh you know in my uh, uh years of uh, theater you know i have never imagined that i would be doing something online uh so i have been i'm an actor director and theater trainer um I, during my corporate world i also did theater in my free time and, and last 9 years uh theater is my my passion has become my profession and 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 i use theater now for uh social change and also uh, in the corporate world to use in training programs but what has happened is that uh, in the pandemic now we are all confined to these boxes called the zoom or uh, teams or whatever that might be and and uh, uh, you know i'm part of workshops i'm i'm running workshops which i've never imagined that i could do i'm doing um, something called an object theater workshop where people use objects and we tell stories and we create stories and connect and uh, you know and and also run a workshop called the experiential theater workshop where we paint and also do theater uh mm-hmm. yeah and also I, i perform with actors on on zoom so the world has changed uh to quite a bit um to the space called zoom and i thank you so much for your time uh, francis for giving us this opportunity and this window uh, this beautiful window into your world and uh, your experiences it's been such a wonderful and a rich experience i must say um thank you for everything it was it was a pleasure from my side as well ranchi it was very nice talking to you thank you